Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Matthew 24, but before we start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Lord God, thank you so much for this day and for all that you've blessed us with. We're grateful, I'm grateful for the way that you love me when I don't deserve it, your mercy that you've bestowed upon me. And so Lord, I just lift up this day, I lift up this time in this reading. I pray that you would be honored and glorified by it. And Father, I just pray that you would be the one that we live for and that we strive to to be like. So Father, I pray for our, our spirits to be open, our minds to be open, and for your Holy Spirit to guide us and to walk with us as we read. May it be your words, your wisdom, your insights that we hear. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, so before we start reading, just a couple of things. Um, in this journey, we've you know, I've been talking about trying to move forward in various different ways. And one of the things I keep getting um, put onto my heart is that, yeah, I know I swear and drink and do too many things that are wrong. Um, and I need to give them up. So I can't, I don't think I can give up swearing yet, but I am looking at, I started yesterday with a dry December. Now my dry Decembers, I've done dry Januaries before, and they're not like every day. There's occasionally on a weekend or something, there might be a little bit, but the bottom line is, is it's, it's a fast and it's fasting from, from alcohol for the, for the month. And this isn't easy. isn't going to be easy for me. Um, and one of the things that I've had to do when I, when I'm doing this is change my, my behavior and my habits. So I work out almost every day in the mornings and because I get bored in the evenings and the afternoons, I, uh, that's when I would, I would start drinking too early and then just go to bed early. Cause I wake up at f- pretty early, usually around four. And so it just, it, so in order to stop that behavior, to, to reduce the behavior, I'm working out in the evenings and working out really hard so that then, you know, I just eat dinner and basically go to bed. So anyways, it's just one of the things I'm working on. Pray for me. I need it. Um, the other thing that I've started doing, and it's really pretty helpful, is sometimes when I pray in the mornings and, and at night, I get a little lost. I just kind of sit there at times and I'm like, hmm. And I took this app. I really enjoy the the series, The Chosen. And I saw that they were promoting an app for prayer called Hallow. And I downloaded it and I've started doing the Advent. So it's praying every day and it's praying regarding the Advent, the 12 or the 25 days of, of Christmas leading up to Christmas. And it's free. And well, 90, you get like, I think 60 or 90 days for free. And, um, it is more of a Catholic element there. They, they pray to saints and junk like that, but not, not during the, the portions that I'm using. Um, I don't necessarily agree with praying to saints. Um, why pray to somebody else to intercede on your behalf when you can go directly to God? Right. But anyways, um, I have found that just the 10 minute prayers for first thing in the morning when I wake up and then before I go to bed have been really, really good. And they have the ability to set up a routine so that right at 6am you can start praying and you spend 10 minutes in prayer. It's led by some of the prayers are led by the guy, the cast from 
the chosen. So that's actually why I did it. It wasn't because I was trying to, you know, I was just needed, I knew I needed some help on it, but also just because I like the chosen. Um, it's kind of cool. Cause then I start thinking, Oh man, I have Jesus <laughs> praying with me. And you know, it's the guy from the show. So, uh, anyways, I just thought it was cool. I throw it out there. One other thing I use a lot. Um, well actually every day is, um, the, the Bible by olive tree. That's my app that I use. It's on my phone. It's on my computers. It's on my tablets and it's a great resource. I've got so many, that's where all my commentaries come from. It's pretty inexpensive. Um, you can, I mean, there are some commentaries that are super expensive. Um, you know, a thousand bucks or more for commentaries on the entire Bible by these really, you know, significant anyways. Um, but for the most part, you get a lot of stuff for free and just going through your Bible and reading on a daily basis with some commentary, um, is, is there and, and is for the most part, it's free. So anyways, just a couple ideas as I'm going through this again, pray for me as we, as I go through my dry December. Um, and, uh, anyways, so with that, let's go on to chapter 24. It's pretty intense. This is where Jesus really is picking up and telling the disciples, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die soon. And this is what they're going to say. And here's the end times. And this chapter covers all of that. And what's even more amazing, there's hardly any sermons or commentaries from Tozer and Spurgeon on this chapter, which I just find amazing because it's, it's almost the entire chapter is in red, i.e. Jesus talking. So I'll shut up and now I'll just go and go to do uh, the verse one. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. So they, they basically came up to him. And they're like, hey, look at this incredible building. And they're, they're amazed by it. You know, it's, it's remarkable. It's beautiful. And he's like, hey, check this out. Every one of these stones is going to be knocked down. And the temple isn't going to survive. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of, our, of your coming into the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you for any or for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still not come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdoms against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all the nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and false, many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increased wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything but out of the house. 
Let no one in the field go back to their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. So it's a pretty bleak picture. And, you know, the world is going to descend into disorder. There's going to be lots and lots of wars. There's going to be kingdom against kingdom. People are then going to turn against those who believe in in Jesus and believe in God. And it's going to get very difficult for all of those. And then there's going to become the great, you know, the uh, beginning of a persecution. Verse 22. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms. Do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the, the Son of Man. So it will be obvious to all. Everyone will be able to see him. It won't be just in a hiding place in some remote part of the, the world. Everyone will be able to see the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So it's interesting, during some of the, sermon, during some of the prayer times, um, that I've been with, been using, um, hallow on one of the keys is, you know, it keeps, it's reading from the, from the old Testament and the new Testament. And on a number of occasions, these words, my words will never pass away are said. It's a common thread throughout the Bible that God doesn't change. His word is the same yesterday and today. It doesn't go away. God and his word is here, and it's always here. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven or the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the becoming of the Son of Man. <clears throat> For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. 
Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant who the, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food and at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place where the hip, with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I don't want to be that servant. I don't want to be that person. So we need to stay vigilant. And I need to be sober to do that. I don't drink a ton. I just drink at the wrong times or I drink too consistently. So that needs to change in my life in order for me to be consistent. I find when I have two or three drinks, I then suddenly am more open to swearing, to thinking bad things, doing wrong things, eating too much, even just eating too much for dinner, stupid things. I then don't feel good the next day. And so then I may not pray, may not work out, whatever it is. So trying to be aware and prepared for the coming is really one of the reasons for me to calm the, the alcohol in my life. But also then it's the reason I need to pray and pray every day throughout the day. It's why I need to read his word because his word never fails and it never goes away. But I need to know his word in order to benefit from it. So with that, I'm going to just end this, end this talk. Let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for all you've done. I just pray that you would empower us and help us through to do your will and bring you glory and honor. I love you for loving me. I know that's selfish, sounds selfish, but you are so kind to me and I am so grateful. So I thank you, Lord, for caring and for loving me. I just pray that today your word would be heard, that your word would go out and be fruitful, and that all that hear it would know how much you love them, and they would grow closer to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.